Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. It is Thursday. It's almost 4 p.m., and I am recording this episode right now that is about to be released in four hours. (laughs) And the reason why is because my life has felt really, really busy lately. And I have not actually had the opportunity to sit down and record a full on podcast episode in a while. I'll tell you what's been going on. We launched our new yoga sutra study course, which has been absolutely, the feedback has been amazing. I'm with this small group of women studying the yoga sutras over the course of a year. I have a new 200 hour course coming up. Me and Yasser have been working on this 100-page magazine for Sober Girls Yoga, magazine issue number two. And I have a Sober Girls Yoga retreat coming into town on the 30th, so in 10 days, which is amazing. But all of these things have meant that I have a lot of balls in the air, and I'm dropping a lot of balls, and it's been a little bit stressful. And at the same time, I've also been trying to like rebuild my personal life because I've spent the past year, three years building this business and as a result, I have not dated, kind of lost touch with a lot of my friends, didn't spend a lot of time with my family. So coming into 2023, I was like, I'm going to date this year. And if you're part of the Facebook group, you know that I have been going on lots of dates. My goal is to do 50 dates by the end of 2023 and I've been writing about all my dates in the group. So make sure you get in there if you want to hear about my dating life. (laughs) Anyway, today's episode, I want to introduce you all a little bit to the yoga sutras and the reason why is because I've actually made a decision so I've had two people today I got on two one-on-one coaching calls with clients today and both clients said that they still want to sign up for my yoga sutra study course even though the deadline has already passed now we're two weeks into the yoga sutra study course but I made a decision because there's lots of people that have been asking that I'm going to extend my deadline to register for that yoga sutra study course for seven more days. If you're listening to this episode and you are curious about the yoga sutras and you're interested in what I have to share about them, then maybe that's for you to jump in and sign up. And so I'm going to just introduce you to yoga sutras 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 today. And if that interests you, then you can definitely jump in. So the first yoga sutra is 1.1. Yoga is now, Atha Yoga Anushasthanam. So this translates into now the teachings of yoga. And what does this mean? This basically means that all yoga teachings begin and end in the now. And this moment right now is all that there is. So each week in my yoga sutra study course, I invite the participants to reflect on a few sutras, what it means to us, how it's integrated into our lives, and The amazing thing is that I get to be a participant as well. And this week I had a really powerful experience of the now. So I try to attend a yoga class as a student every single day. That's my practice. I, when I can, I do it in the morning before I start work. If I can't, I do it after work in the afternoon. And yesterday I was feeling really anxious. So I made a decision to walk to yoga. As I was walking through 
the rice fields, I ended up getting completely lost, looking at the ducks, talking to farmers, getting direction. By the time I made it out to about halfway through this walk, I realized like I'm not gonna get to yoga on time because I'm totally lost. And the thing is that when we start to lose focus and like get upset and be like, oh man, I'm late for yoga, this sucks and get all stressed out, that's when we're not doing yoga. And our yoga practice is not actually physically being on the mat and doing the poses, it's the way that we live our lives. So that was a moment of acceptance for me to be like, this is my yoga practice today. This walk in the rice fields, this is my yoga practice. And that is what the essence of yoga is all about. That's what Yoga Sutra 1.1 is all about. And if we want to be students of yoga, if we want to be teachers of yoga, we have to walk the walk. <laughs> we literally walk through the rice fields and not just talk the talk. So Atha Yoga Anushashanam is Sutra 1.1, and it's now the teachings of yoga. Now, Yoga Sutra 1.2 is about stilling the fluctuations of the mind, and it is Yoga Chitta Vritti Narodaha. Yoga is the stilling of the fluctuations of the mind. And this sutra is basically the heart of why we practice yoga. So it took me many years to realize that pretty much what Pantanjali is saying in this sutra is that we do yoga for our mental health. The fluctuations of the mind, this is the tendency for us as human beings to worry, to get sad. Any thoughts that draw us away from this moment right now? And the aim of yoga is to still the fluctuations of the mind. The aim of yoga is to bring this, us back into focus so that we can understand that this moment right now is all that there is. So yoga for me began as a healing journey for my mental health many years ago. And the funny thing about this is that I actually was spending time with my ex-boyfriend uh, two weeks ago. And he asked me, what got you into yoga? This is kind of a little tangent. It was so funny because I said to him, I remember you asking me this question. I remember you asking me this question when I was 21. You asked me, you know, what got you into yoga or 22 or however old I was at that time. And I said to him, you know, I was just stressed out and I, and that's how I found my practice. And the truth is that I was going through like a big mental health crisis and we didn't really talk about mental health back then, you know, 10 years ago, the way that we do now. So the truth is that yoga for me began as a healing for my mental health many years ago. And I practiced yoga on and off as a kid, as a teenager, but it really had an impact when I was in a mental health crisis and I was around age 18. I didn't have any mental health resources and I tried yoga for the first time and it was the only thing that helped and I didn't understand how it worked. I just knew that it worked. And up until that point, I had lived with anxiety and depression around me and I remember leaving my first hot yoga class when I was around 18 years old and for the first time, I felt clear and I felt still. And I used to worry when yoga teachers guided us into the present moment that I was a phony, that I was a fraud, that everyone else knew how to do this present moment thing except me. And now I understand that no one knows how to do it and that's why we're all here, we're here to learn. So Yoga Sutra 1.2 is Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Yoga is the stilling of the fluctuations of the mind. Now the third Yoga Sutra is 1.3 and that's the result of yoga. 
So Sutra 1.1 is Atha Yoga Anushashanam, now yoga. Every moment of our lives has prepared us for this. And now we're here, ready for yoga. Sutra 1.2 is the purpose of yoga. Yoga's Chitta Vritti Nirodha. We do yoga to release our mind chatter, the stress, the worry, the gossip, and yoga is to let that go. So my teacher, Rolf Gates, has something that he always says in class. We come into Tadasana, which is mountain. We move freely for a few moments. And after all the movement, he invites us to freeze in stillness. And he cues us to imagine that where this snow globe all shook up. And then he invites us to allow the sand to settle, the water to clear. The sand settles, the water clears. And this is Sutra 1.3. This is the result of yoga. Tada drasta svarup vastasam. The sand and the stuff that clouds our perception of reality, the veils, the klesha, the obstacles, we release that. Through that releasing, we discover who we are. Rolf also says that we have all come to yoga because of our pain. We come to yoga in search of a better way. We've hit a point where we say there has got to be more to life than this. And yoga brings us to the now, which is painful and confronting because we have been numbing the now with whatever, whether it's alcohol, whether it's social media, whether it's gossip, whatever our vices are. Now, once we arrive in the now, we look at ourselves head on and we see all the chaos, all the negativity, all the judgments, everything that's harming us. And next we're guided to let all of this go. And we find peace and contentment in this moment. And then we discover that we're none of this stuff. We aren't the labels that people put on us. We're not our diagnosis. We're not our addictions. We're not our trauma. We're not our pain. We're not our suffering. We're not our thoughts. We're not our bodies. We find our true selves in the now. So this is Sutra 1.3. The sand settles, the water clears, and we discover who we are and why we're here and what really matters. And that's the reason why we do yoga. Okay, I have one more yoga sutra I'm going to teach you about, and then I'm going to wrap this episode up. And this is Sutra 1.4, You Are Not Your Thoughts. So Yoga Sutra 1.4 is Vritti Sarupyam Itratra. So this yoga sutra is essentially a warning of what's going to happen if we're not regularly practicing yoga. When we're not regularly returning to the present moment to study ourselves, we get lost in the pattern of our thoughts and we get sucked into the external world. Our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our words, these all become our identity. And this is the root of all suffering. When we aren't practicing yoga, we can't separate ourselves from all of this chaos and we become this chaos. And this is why we must do yoga. So every single yoga student and teacher that I know has lost and found their practice more than once in their journey. We go through highs when we're making time for our asana practice every single day. And in these periods, we're grounded. We can see things with clarity. We're living in a state of yoga. We see our reactions for what they are, which is just reactions. We see our thoughts for what they are, which is just thoughts. We don't get connected with them. We don't identify with them. And then there are lows. There are periods when life gets in the way. When we skip a day of yoga, then two, then three, all of a sudden we're caught up in the gossip at work, the office drama, we're sucked into the negativity, we're tired. We become our negative thoughts and this idea I made a mistake becomes I am a mistake. 
So the solution seems obvious, but it's hard to hear it. We have to show up. Even on the days that we don't want to, and especially on the days we don't want to. And that's what Yoga Sutra 1.4 is about. Vritti Sarapyam Itrata. When we're not in self-realization, we take on the identity of the fluctuations of our mind. And what's the solution? We have to do yoga. <laughs> so this is a little crash course breakdown in sutras 1.1 to 1.4. This is what we've covered up until this point in my yoga sutra study program. Now, as I said, I had two one-on-one -on -one private clients today ask me, can I still join your yoga sutra study course even though I've missed the deadline? And the answer is, I have decided to make a decision since I won't offer this course again until 2024. I am gonna open it up for those last minute people if you do wanna jump in. I'm gonna open it up for this week so you can register, you can sign up and join, and then it's going to be closed. So if this episode piqued your interest, you wanna learn more and go really, really deep into the Yoga Sutras, as I said, there's 196 sutras. We have just talked about the first four today, so there's way more to go from here. If you're curious, make sure you jump in and sign up. If that yoga philosophy interests you, but you're not yet ready for that kind of deep study, we also have a 200-hour yoga teacher training coming up. It's an amazing way to get certified as a teacher, to give back to our community, and to get involved. Make sure you mark the calendar for the Sober Girls Yoga magazine, which comes out third Saturday of every month. So it comes out on the 21st of January. And what else is going on? Get inside that Sober Girls Yoga Facebook group to hear about my dating life. <laughs> okay, have a beautiful, beautiful day, everyone. And I promise you next week, we're gonna have a full length episode coming at you. I have a couple of interviews coming up. So don't worry, there will be more good stuff from me soon. And uh, I will see you all soon. Take care, love and light. Hi friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.